clicked record. I clicked record. No, I clicked record. I mean, you did, and then I did after <laughs> you said it. Hello, welcome back to Journal Updated, a podcast about video games that give us choices. I'm Nora Blake. I'm Molly. I don't know why I said my last name. I don't usually do that. I don't know. Do you? I can't remember. Mm. Uh, this is the pod. This is the pod. We're here to talk about Dishonored, Death of the Outsider. Yeah. But first, have you played any games recently? Oh, you know I'm playing games. Um, let me look at my list, because I think um, the one game I've played since we last recorded this is just Genshin Impact. <laughs> That's not true. That's not true? There's the big one that everyone's playing together. Oh, yeah, I guess Hades. <laughs> no! What? Minecraft! Oh, Minecraft. Yeah, I forgot about mine. I haven't played as much as you guys. Uh, Molly has a Minecraft server, because she's a turbo nerd. And uh, okay. a bunch of us uh, invaded, and uh, we made an island, and I'm making a wizard tower on the island. With a basement. With a basement. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be like sort of a crypt. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, Minecraft's neat. I haven't played it since Alpha, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of new Lots stuff. Lots different now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there's a hunger bar. I hate the hunger that- bar. The health bar works all the time. I think the hunger bar's (laughs) stupid. Eh, it's a little annoying. It seems unnecessary for this game, but eh, whatever. Less life. I feel like maybe it shouldn't be the default. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I think there's some mode where, like, it actually damages you if it goes too low. I think that's regular mode, isn't it? No, it just prevents you from sprinting and... uh, your health only regenerates if your hunger is full. Right. Hmm. All right. Well, that's kind of boring. I don't know. Um. Yeah. Played- <laughs> Minecraft? Kind of boring? <laughs> First, no. the thought. I, um, um, that's not true. I like Minecraft. I, I just haven't been playing. I've been busy because I have been playing a bunch of Genshin Impact, which I think is fun. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a good time. Uh, played a lot of Hades since we last recorded. I think we recorded last before that game came out. Is that true? Or I hadn't played it yet. Oh, I don't know. We were playing Mass Effect. We, we didn't talk Mass about Effect the 3. games that we were playing. That because is we, true. <laughs> we knew we would spend four hours on that podcast, which we did. So really, have you played anything in the last two months? <laughs> I think I listed all the games I played last time just as a yeah, just as the opener. But so. yeah, I mean, more of the same stuff. I've been playing Hades and Genshin Impact mostly, and then some... Um, and then some Minecraft here and there when I get an opportunity. Yeah, uh, it's fun. Yeah, it's a it's a good game. Fun little game. Yeah. Uh, it's weird going back to it, knowing that it, I knew it had changed. I didn't know that it had, like, NPCs, and yeah. they put capitalism in that game. 
They did. They did put capitalism in it. Uh, Not very good, though. Like, they didn't do a good job no. of that. I have yet to actually find any emeralds. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've got, like, four projects going on at once. Uh, you know how it is. That's Minecraft. That's Minecraft to me. The big top chunk of the wizard tower is completely made of redstone blocks, which means I need oh, more that's redstone. Cool. Um, yeah, uh, weird game. They have shields yeah. now, so you can, like, actually fight things in the, in the caves. Those caves are fucking spooky, though. You think so? Yeah. Because they go, that's and you true. don't know, you don't know where the stuff is, and you don't know where anything is, and then soon you're like, oh, here's four spiders and a skeleton. Yeah. That's true. You gotta have armor. If you have armor, you're pretty much indestructible. That's not true. In my opinion. <laughs> I don't know. My shit works. <laughs> I, I, I keep dying. Look, lava don't care. Lava don't care. That's true. Uh, yeah. We've uh, we've had some fun playing that. Yeah. Good times. Um, But yeah, have you been playing anything besides Minecraft, Nora? Ah, video games? No, so we we make the short months so that we could theoretically get the app recorded halfway through the month and have extra time to play the long game. Oh, is that what Um, we were? Yeah, I guess that is the method. (laughs) The goal was, in practice, what that means is that after a long game, we just take a break for half a month and then still keep playing games up till the deadline. Um, so this was sort of a, a breather month after having to play Mass Effect. I didn't really play many games. I play. oh, you know what? I had a really nice time, uh, spending a Sunday morning playing Street Fighter with, uh, yeah, with Jackson, Jackson and Curly, really, right? Yeah, and Curly. Uh, Jackson and I kept trying to beat Curly. I think Jackson beat Curly once, but I, I never won at all. Oh. I almost beat Jackson. The clip that we posted was, um, cause it's two rounds to a match and first to two matches. It's best wins. of three. Yeah. Um, so we had both won a match and we had both won a round. So it was as close as it could have gotten. Um, and then I had almost lost, and then I brought it all the way back to the edge, and then I then I lost after you getting lost. I got I got Jackson down to like just a little bit, but I still lost. Brutal. Uh, Cammy's fun. Yeah, yeah. I think when I played Street Fighter for like ten minutes, I played Sagat. I like him. That that tracks. <laughs> he does kicks. I feel like. The Molly character would either be Sagat or like Makoto. I never played her, I don't think. Um, but like my half remembered Street Fighter lore that I'd picked up just from watching YouTube channels where people cared about Street Fighter lore just kept like bubbling to the surface. Like, oh, th- this Cami is like a a doll created by M Bison because he wants to transfer himself into a different body wait what 
Yeah, that's why DiCaprio looks like Cammy because DiCaprio is an evil doll. That there's psycho energy or psycho power. One of those is Gundam. One of those is Street Fighter. Okay. Hmm. I mean, I can't help you. Yeah. Here. I have no idea. Blanca. Blanca. The, He's the there. He rolls around. Um, That's so true. I think I think Ken might be. I think Ken might be a brunette. Wait, what? And he and he dyes his hair. I think that's true. That, this is the I, deepest lore I could have ever yeah. imagined for this game. <laughs> no one cares. No. Anything else we want to say? Not really. I, video games I'm, that aren't I'm dishonored. having a good time playing Genshin Impact. That's that's what I'm doing. I'm having a great time. Yeah, you keep uh, you're hip with all the trends playing Hades, Genshin Impact. I'm I'm playing Minecraft. Well, I mean, you're kind of hip you... to the VTuber trend at the very least. That's true. We we got into Minecraft because of the VTubers. Yeah. Um, and also, I just had never stopped paying for my Minecraft server, so I was just sitting there waiting for somebody to play it. So it all worked out just right. Yeah. Um. Having a good time. Well, I'm glad. You know who's not having a good time? Uh, the outsider. The outsider. <laughs> Truly, the fucking right. wizard. If there ever was one, <laughs> is Corvo the fucking wizard? No, I, no, he's he's the wizard's apprentice. <laughs> People call Corvo a warlock. I could see that. I guess I understand why. He does do, do we warlock have, shit. Do we have, like, notes for this app? No, fuck no. Why would we? I don't know. You you did it last time. I thought I maybe you'd do it again. Well, I mean, I have a I have a rough estimation of, like, the mission layout in my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I just played it this week, so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not a long game. It is it is five missions, and the first one is short. And the f- the first one is so short that it it doesn't exist on the mission select. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. So it's just four missions technically. Well, the the mission select also unlocks all powers, and you don't have powers in that mission. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Um. So you, Billy Lurk, uh, want to go find Dowd? Uh, you've you've been feeling guilty for a long time about how that one time you did almost betray and kill him. Uh, and well, did betray, almost killed. Did betray, almost killed him. Excuse me. Um, <laughs> and he let you go. So you're like, "Fuck! I gotta go talk to that guy." Um, and you go find him. He is being held at a club uh, boxing, like um, uh, betting, like a fight, like a fight club, a in fight a club, bathhouse. Yeah. Um, and he is being held against his will there, underneath the ring for some reason. Fucking whatever. Um, I can't imagine they let him fight, though. They do. Like, they say multiple times that he's, like, never been beaten. I just don't understand why he didn't just zip himself out of there when... I guess maybe... Do they keep the laser, the anti-magic lasers on him while he's doing his fights? Mm, No. I imagine what happens is that the fight is in that cage... And that the ca- the walls of the cage are still. Oh, I guess there are dead magic. bodies down there. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, so he can't teleport outside of the cage, but he can move around when it's like when he's let out. Yeah. And or then, something. Yeah. You um you eventually release Dowd. Um, and he's like, "Wow, I haven't seen you in a while. Do you want to kill God with me?" And you're like, <laughs> "Yeah, sure. I got nothing better to do." I kind of hate that guy. Who the outsider or Dowd? No, Billy is like, "Yeah, this I kind of hate yeah, that guy. Kind of hate that outsider." Oh, by the way, did you pick up the painting in that level? No, I didn't find it. Because Dowd takes it in that cutscene. <laughs> when he poops up to the balcony and takes the outsider painting, mm-hmm. you can just take that during the mission and it's on the mission results screen. If you do that, he doesn't go up there. He just kind of looks up and does his dialogue. That's so funny. <laughs> it's like, I was really hoping to... T- Walk dramatically on the catwalk and look at this painting, but I guess. But I guess yeah, you took it. You took it, so. <sighs> Billy always ruining his scenes. He does just look off into space at the end of that scene and then disappear instead of like zipping away dramatically with by t- taking the painting. Yeah, so instead of helping you leave, he's just like, "Yeah, I know the cops are coming, so I'm gonna get out of here. You get your own ass out of here. Do your thing." Right. Um. Because as soon as you, uh, if everyone is still around, you can just walk up and release Dowd and everyone just runs away because they're like, oh, God, he's going to kill all of us. Um, and then after the cutscene, uh, everyone is dead because the cops are here and they're busting down. Uh, well, they're also the all dead because Dowd does stop time and kill all of them. Uh, he didn't. Oh, he did that for me. I turned off. I turned off the thing, and then everybody was like, "Oh fuck, Dowd's loose!" And then he jumps up, and then everybody stops, and then all their heads cut off. Oh, everyone just ran away from me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, Dowd, Dowd got him for me. Because <laughs> everyone was running away, and then when I went toward the entrance, everyone was lying dead near the doors because the cops had killed them all. Yeah, I mean, I guess all the NPCs got to die some way. Yeah, because the next level has to have the newspaper that says murder at the Alvarca. Yep. Um, but he was being held by a group called the Eyeless, um, who are all um, a cult of, I don't think they're outsider warshippers. I guess they are. They're they're more void warshippers than they are, like, yeah. explicitly outsider warshippers. The, the ancestors of this group made the outsider. Yes. Yeah, they they were the cult that killed the outsider. Air quotes killed. Um, but you uh, you have it's to go. It's funny that they're called the eyeless because they have the eye. Well, you know, they you know maybe maybe the thing is they can't see like that eye can. You know, it's, you know they don't have mm. the real eyes to see the void. Eyeless shoes. Yes, like eyeless shoe source. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Eyeless Void Swords (laughs) The second mission um, You kind of have to figure out who is in the group And what you know what they're really Up to right now Um, So you you go to a tattoo parlor And tattoo yourself With their special Cult symbol and when Billy picks up the tattoo Gun she goes always wanted to join a cult And you did You literally did in the first game You joined multiple cults now Billy it's not that special. But also there's something weird and magic in the tattoo ink that Billy like smells and so yeah. I was like this this seems like it should be a a bad idea and I thought it was like oh uh 
you can choose to do it or not. And if you do, you can like do your side missions in this episode. But then like later on, if you have the tattoo, they can use that against you. But they don't. They don't. No. Um, but you you can't even show up at the last mission like, hey guys, it's me. I'm one of you, right? They, <laughs> yeah, you just you just go in guns blazing. Um, so you figure out like who's at the top of this um whole cult thing in the city. Uh, you're in Karnaka still. You're not in Dunwall. Um, and you get a couple of keys to a bank vault. Um, and in that bank vault is where uh, they are hiding the knife that they used to kill the outsider. Um, and it has two blades because it's fucking cool. It's a cool knife. Cool knife. We saw it in Dishonored 2. Did we? Yeah, the outsider takes you to the part of the void where your player character is like, oh, this place feels oh. even older. And then you see like the ritual and you see like yeah. the statue. And I didn't look very there. closely at the knife. He lies down on the altar like he had and like play like plays dead for you. Does drama. Yeah. He's a massive um, bitch. Yeah. You take the two keys from a city official, Jacoby, and a famous singer. Uh, yep. Sean Yu Sean Yu. Um busting into his house was very fun. I I liked Which the way did you go? house. Uh I went through the dumbwaiter. Did you go through the front door or through the skywalk? Oh, I went through the front door, baby. I just knocked on the door. Uh, Maid answered. I took her face. Oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, it wasn't it actually... useful because it clears it when you go inside. <laughs> the tump floor connects to the blood transfusion room. So I accidentally went to the music place first before even finding out he was connected. <laughs> so, oh. yeah. So I was just kind of in there stealing shit for fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah um so yeah you you go in there you get the keys to that vault um and that's pretty much all you have to do for that mission and then the third mission you have to actually break into the bank and it's it's a it's a fun little bank heist um where you have like multiple points of entry you could use um you can either knock out everybody in the bank or not uh using a special gas and if you want to yeah. use it, you have to go meet a pharmacist, but the pharmacist is dead, so you have to go mm-hmm. get the stuff from the auction, and you can meet the pharmacist's daughter. Or. Or. You can, so, you have a couple ways of getting the poppy tincture. Yes. One is to go to the black market. Yeah, you can just go to the black market and buy it. They have some. You can also break into the black market and steal it. <laughs> I didn't break um, into any of the black markets in this one. Uh, it didn't feel important, and also I just couldn't figure it out. Some of them are tricky. I couldn't figure out the bank uh, the bank job level one. Uh, obviously, there's not one in... Um, there's not a black market in the last level, but... No. Um, levels uh, two and three use the same map. Uh, the three it's interesting. Just has the addition of like the back of the bank. Yeah, the inside of like the bank area. Um, so two and three use the same city map, and one is very small. Four uses a map from Dishonored Two, and then five is like a really big new map. And it's just interesting to like track uh, the way they used, uh, like 
the amount of time and space that they had to make yeah. this game because it's not a big game. No, but they used their space pretty economically. Like the big area in five, you go through it twice. <laughs> yes, you like go in and then you go out, and it's different when you go out. It's um, the, the fifth level is very cool. It's it's some peak it's some peak weird dishonored stuff that I liked a lot. Yeah. Um. So the bank. And the other thing is that you can get the puppy tincture from the auction, which means you can either steal someone's face and go to the auction and then just pay for it and get it for like a little over half what the black market charges you, or there's a secret. There's a secret to getting any any given item in Dishonored. You can <laughs> you can obtain any item with the R two button. You can just press the I want this button and take yeah. it. And you can take it with your sword. <laughs> um, you know, I didn't even. I just walked up to it and took it, and nobody noticed. And I took the painting right off the fucking frame that they were trying to auction off at that literal moment. And I just walked away, and nobody noticed. It was good. I don't know I why nobody noticed, but nobody noticed. That is weird. Were you a guard, or were you like no? I I was disguised, and then when I took the first thing, it undisguised me because that's suspicious activity, and it undoes your disguise. And then the, when I took the frame, everybody's like, "Fuck it, whatever." I don't even care at this point. Like, <laughs> and then I went underneath the um the auction and made the auctioneer fall through the trapdoor. <laughs> Funsies. That was just that was just for you. That was just for me. That was just a good time. Um. So after that, you do the bank job. If you knock everyone out with the poppy tincture, they're asleep, but they're not unconscious. And yes. any noise that would draw someone's attention, like hitting the wall with your sword or like shooting a dart at something, will wake them up. And there's a side mission that requires you to not wake anyone up. Yeah. So it, like, um, it encourages you to try and ghost the area. And that means that like if you knocked everyone out, then the only thing you really have to... Uh, deal with are two or three clockwork soldiers. Yep. Fuck the clockwork soldiers in this, by the way. Uh, oh, could not fine. Could not figure out for the life of me how to rewire them. Uh, oh, I simply didn't go near one. <laughs> yeah, I, I. well, I tried to do it because I just wanted to get rid of it. Um, and I remembered from uh, Dishonored 2 that if you kill them, it doesn't count as an actual kill, but also it would awaken everybody up. So I had to I had to adjust and just try to get away from them. Um, the big enemies in Death of the Outsider, I mostly just avoided because it didn't seem like fighting them was possible. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, it's fun that these Clockwork Soldiers can't see behind them like the ones in the main game can. That's and nice. their design is the cool, like, angel-faced ones from the original, like, uh, uh, reveal trailer. Um and the concept art, it, oh. it was just neat that they finally showed up. Yeah, because in the in the initial reveal trailer CG thing for Dishonored Two, the Clockwork Soldiers were there, but they all had the faces and they weren't the like bird skull. Right, that makes sense. Uh, oh, neat. I think it's worth mentioning a couple things here. Uh, now that we're halfway through discussing the actual game, um, you as Billy, you only have three powers. Uh, you have the ability to turn into a ghost and stop time. Um, and while you're a ghost, you can kind of just scout an area and mark stuff. This is the replacement for like the night vision or the dark vision. Dark Please. vision, excuse me. Sorry, my bad branding. <laughs> uh, 
Um, this is the dark vision replacement in this one, but it also lets you uh, put down places to blink to because Billy's blink is a little different. She can put down a little um, marker uh, and you can see what it'll look like when you end up there uh, and you can move away from that point. And then at any point, if you press the button to engage it, you will instantly be teleported to that spot if you're within line of sight in a certain distance, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can, you can actually also use tele- the ghost to get through walls like this. Yeah, you can teleport through like win- breakable windows and like gratings. Yeah, you can you can just sneak on through there, which is helpful in a lot of these levels. Um, there is also the only other power you have is semblance where you, um, instead of like, uh, doing a regular knockout on a person, you can use your power to literally steal their face and become (laughs) them. Um, you, you do the face off, uh, (laughs) thing, um, and you can move around as them for a while. Uh, other notable changes are you don't really have a mana. The mana is different. You never have to use like a mana potion. Um, your mana will always regenerate uh, because you have a weird void arm uh, that the outsider gives you for some reason. Um, this is like kind of a playback. I think the canon route for Dishonored 2 is the one where you save Stilton. Yes. Um, so that means Billy has both arms, both eyes. So the outsider shows up before the second mission and goes, fuck that. And he takes your arm and eye away from you so- for some reason. So here's the thing. Um, you see like six of these journals in the first mission. Uh, they really want to get this idea to you, no matter where you walk in the, in the, the dreadful whale. Uh, basically because Emily rewrote time to such a de- degree and like changed it so that, um, Billy's injuries never happened. Time is sort of broken and the void is leaking into the world around Billy um, because she was like so centrally changed by this uh, rewrite. And so she's been having dreams of the encounter from the other timeline uh, because everything's kind of fucked up. And so the outsider shows up and gives her her arm from the other timeline that's why it's all bones and stuff is because that's I as far as I can tell, that's just what what's left of her arm rotting in the other timeline. Damn. <laughs> um, stitched together with some void rock. It looks um, sick, though. It looks sick. And also he gives her a piece of the eye for her eye. Uh, we'll get to what the eye is later. A piece of the eye. The uh, eye. Piece of eye. Eye. Um, anyway, so you, uh, you break into the bank vault, you steal the knife that killed, um, or didn't kill the outsider, really. Um, and then, uh, you get to Killed the man, or the boy. Yeah, the lad. The lad, and created the, the, (laughs) the outsider. Um, yeah, so mission four is, um, you need to be able to go into the void now, because otherwise you can't hurt the outsider. Obviously, you can't do that from the real world. And you find out that the Eyeless have actually been finding ways into the void for a long time. Um, so, you need to go to the Royal Conservatory, where um, Brianna Ashworth was in Dishonored 2, uh, and you need to go fuck some shit up to get some learning done. Um, another thing about this game is that it does not care about chaos, it is, it is, I think, also because it's such a short contained story uh, that 
not a lot changes between the levels. Um, and and right. they've removed, so, like, the chaos meter. So, like, you can do lethal or non-lethal or, like, always visible well, or never visible. Uh, they didn't... It, they didn't take out the graph that charts how the you... The chart is move. still there. Yeah. They just took out, like, a lot of the repercussions, which is interesting because, like, I didn't kill Jacoby in the second mission, but he's dead in the third because you find a note in his office saying, oh, I've failed everyone. I can't, you know, yeah, I can't he, face he up to this failure. because of yeah. the, because you stole the vault key from him. And if he, I had killed him, it, the, the, like, story would not have changed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's interesting. Um, and it sets up something that it doesn't pay off because, um, there's all this stuff in this game. Like at the beginning of this mission we're talking about now, you have a side mission to like, oh, my husband went up into that apartment to like look for some stuff. Uh, can you go check on him? It's been too long. You go up there, he's already dead. And also, three overseers are breaking in. You can't save him. You can bring back this wedding ring that he found that he was going to give to her, but you can't save him. Um, like, there's so much in this about, like, not being able to stop something. Mm-hmm. Like, Billy keeps encountering things where she can't stop something from happening. Like, Jacoby does not survive no matter what. If she kills him, then he's dead. If she knocks him out, then he kills himself. And, like, there's no there's no leeway on this on this story and there's like interesting thing there like they could have made that more of like a concrete choice and like have characters realize hey no matter what we do it feels like we're being drawn toward this conclusion like we don't have a choice anymore yeah um like the, the issue of choice comes up a lot but not in this instance, and I think that they could have made that theme a lot stronger if they had, like, noticed what they were doing. Because, like, this game is very grim. It has a lot of this, um, has this air of finality to it. Partially, I feel, because, uh, there's not going to be another Dishonored. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I so wish really, there was. Like, this is two old people going off to like do one last job before the end and it feels like the team is really feeling that when they're like making this game Um, Uh, it's also worth noting that dowd bites it before the fourth mission uh yes because when you get the knife the outsider's like oh by the way dowd's dead (laughs) haha lol (laughs) haha and he tells you before the bank job if you talk to him for a little while he's like yeah i can feel the void pulling me away like don't stay here with me i would rather you go do this while i die but you know that's how it is yeah Uh, he'll come back he'll come back he'll come back he's fine um, anyway, you go to the conservatory and it's taken over by the Abbey because they're like, ah, oh, some fucked up shit happened here. You might remember that, um, Brianna Ashford had like, Ashford, Ashworth. Ashworth. Do you remember? Ashworth had like this device made by Jindosh to interfere with the sisters of the oracular order or whatever, the order of the oracular sisters, which are clergy people who can see the future using magic that definitely isn't the void it's no, definitely not secretly not, the void because it's because it's it's overseer it is it is abby of the everyman shit so 
can't yeah. be the void. Uh, another thing that I wish they had like dug into. Um, anyway, they're taking they've taken it over. A big chunk of the level just isn't there because they're it's like sealed off, and that's like fine. Yeah. You couldn't go through the entirety of the Tower of Dunwall when you've revisited it in Dishonored Two. Um, you can get through most of the most of the area that you remember from uh, when it was occupied by witches. Uh, there's okay. So there's a side mission in this. Uh, there's a contract, is what they're called. There's a contract for killing every overseer except for one guy, and then leaving him locked up in one of his torture machines. Yeah. Um, and I was really compelled to do that because, like, you break in, and the first thing you find is like this girl who's like a former witch. I think maybe even one of the Lila's witches. I think it's all Delilah's people. I guess it's all Delilah's witches. Yeah. But, like, she's just this girl who, like, has been captured and tortured by the overseers. They're just torturing them! They're torturing them, they're dissecting them, or vivisecting them, um, as depending, (laughs) probably both. Um, And, like, it was just so clear a character beat for Billy to be like, and now I'm going to kill everyone here. And now I will simply because, murder like, the rest of the happy. All of, all of the witches that you meet are like young girls who have nothing and have managed to find some kind of community together. And like, they are persecuted by society and by the Abbey of the Everyman for like the lifestyle they're living. It's very very clear symbolism is happening, right? It's witches. Yes. It's like witches from a Western perspective. It is that's you know, it's a thing that you see a lot of, and uh, like, and also I think Billy probably relates to that in a big way. Yeah, that's because basically her Billy story is as that. Well. Billy is that. Yeah, exactly. Um, twice over because she like found community with Dowd and the what's Dowd's gang called? I don't know, Murder Man's, the Whalers. The right? Whalers. Oh, sure. Yeah, sure. I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, it's been, it's and then been also, four months since we played Dishonored 1. <laughs> and then also she was taken in by Delilah. And it's like, such a clear... Also, Billy's gay. Uh, we didn't mention that. Bisexual but. icon. It came up last time. Sure. <laughs> um, there's a In Dishonored 2, there's like an audio log where she's like, yeah, I've dated some boys. Mostly girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, it's just like, was really in that moment was very compelling of like, oh, right. This is like what society does to these girls that drives them to this. And it was a very satisfying side mission to be like, oh yeah, I'm just going to kill all these, fuck these people. They didn't give me credit for it. I did it. I think it's because I didn't inspect the chair before I put the guy in it and the game got confused. Um, but it did not credit me. And I went everywhere. Here's the thing. I also didn't get it at first. And then I walked back through the entire level just checking to see if I'd left anyone unconscious. And eventually I figured out who I had, like, not killed. And eventually I got it. But, Stupid. you know. Mean game. Um, it was just a very, like, compelling thing of, like, here's the bank mission. You can knock everyone out and sneak through and do a perfect ghost run. 
Now you have the magic sword that if you hold down the <laughs> yeah. sword button, lets you shoot a a, a blast of void energy. It does and a also and also you can change the direction it moves so you can use it to pull people toward you. Have fun in this mission full of assholes and like monsters that you can just fucking kill. Yes. So yeah. It's good. That was fun. Good mission. Good mission, if only because they're just like, yeah, here's the toys. Go fuck everything up. And he's like, okay, yeah, we'll do. Yeah. And it's like, this is the first time that Dishonored has really felt like the character is... Like, the character is the character from the trailers, if you know what I mean. Like, in the Dishonored 1 CG trailer and in the Dishonored 2 trailer it's like emily's running down the hall she's gonna do a wall run and like shoot people with the crossbow and then slide under people and turn into a shadow monster and it's like in the real game you can't really fight a big crowd of people because they'll kill you yeah because they Um, all just swing their sword at one time and you can't block all of them and that does still happen in this game but in this level it felt more fluid and i was like Maybe partially because I had the void strike with the with the knife, but like I was tearing through people so easily, and it was it felt it really did feel like flowing through the level like a wave and just moving from room to room, just killing everything. It felt really satisfying in a way that um, the other games don't, because like also they just they care about whether you kill people. Yeah. <laughs> Um, thanks for not in this one thanks for not caring appreciate it it would be interesting because like that goes against what Dishonored is but like a version of Dishonored or Dishonored 2 where like there's a set path to the missions and the levels and it's not dependent on your actions so you could just do whatever you want would be interesting Yeah, but I know that that would also just kind of go against the whole yeah and it also means that we wouldn't do this (laughs) No, I'm just saying, like, as a bonus mode. Oh, sure, as a bonus mode? Yeah, absolutely. Like, I'm gonna lock myself into the high chaos level design, but I'm going to do it with clean hands ghost. That'd be interesting. Be a pain in the ass is what it would be. It would be a pain in the ass in Dishonored 1, because all those weepers. So many. So many. Too many blood flies in Dishonored 2. I mean, you could kill those without consequence, but fuck that. Anyway... Anyway, this is the these two missions together are some of the best Dishonored gameplay uh in the series. It's some it's some good Dishonored. Uh I think that after our discussion we should rank the different chunks of the Dis- Dishonored franchise and Sure. Like I think that would be fun. <laughs> um, um Mission 5 is where you go to a specific place up in the mountains where there is a specific mine that apparently isn't supposed to exist or is being covered up as if it doesn't exist. Um, and it has I a I think long... it's old. What's that? I, I think it's like an old abandoned mine. It could be that too. Because um, and... it's like dedicated to the old duke or like a couple dukes ago. And like, oh, no, no, no. It was, it was uh, built by... The emperor that preceded Jessamine's father, I think. Okay. Okay. There's like a big plaque at the entrance. I don't read, so. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not true. Anyway, um, so you go there. 
Uh, and this is the Colts' like main hideout. A um, lot of folks there. Uh, and they are worshipping called the Eye of the Dead God. Um, that lets them see into the void. Um, and uh, while you're there, there's a lot of... The thing that happens in this is Billy sees a lot of like tears between reality and the void. Um, like in the like in the Stilton level, uh, the mansion, um, you can see like parts of it where it when you go to the actual like ritual, there are parts of the room that are like changing between two different versions of the room uh, constantly. Mm-hmm. Like pic- photos will change and uh, stuff that's on dressers and whatever that happens a lot in this. And if you interact with them, you can like hear little uh, quips from the outsider. Um, so there's, there's regular people are seeing that here rather than just Billy. Uh, you can find little letters from people to like family outside and they're like, I think things are fucked up in this mine. Yeah. It's pretty um, weird in here. And it's interesting cause it's like some of those, there's like a newspaper in there talking about how, oh, the mining company is like, no, we're doing our best to keep people safe and everything. And then it's like, I remember that in Dishonored 2, Stilton had like really rallied the workers in a way that would allow them to like demand um, like safety equipment, like safe working conditions. And it's interesting to think about if I think this is an older mine. So it's interesting of like, it didn't used to be like that. They didn't used to have as many like, um, workers' rights and stuff. Like, it's interesting that that comes up on the edges of Dishonored. Like, yeah, we talked about the the strike level in the Dowd missions. Yep. Um, it just shows up on the edges, and it's like, oh, do you have anything interesting to say about this? And they go, no, we do not. No, we just <laughs> we just know what this is. <laughs> we heard about strikes. We heard about strikes, but we're not going to say anything about them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I like this level that. a lot. I didn't care for it as much. I liked it. It's cool. I, I played it bad. Yeah, it sounds like you did a bad job and we're just running past a lot of stuff. Well, there's a part where it like opens up vertically uh, and you're supposed to like go along the path and deal with all the people. But if you go to the left, you can... Just barely teleport onto this pillar and then teleport from there oh. to like where you're going. Uh, you can skip kind of that whole section. So that when you turned around and had to go back. When I had to go back, I had to deal with the new enemy type and all of the people walking around. Uh-huh. The new enemy type sucks. Sorry. It's bad. It's not very good. It's, they're just they're just big scary rock mans. They're really cool looking. And the first time you see one, it's really cool and like spooky. Uh, fighting them sucks, though. Yes, it's I just go ahead. It's just that they have no weaknesses, and it takes forever to kill them. Uh, and if they get too many hits in on you, you'll die faster than just about anything. Yeah, I um I got a few hits in on my first one. I was like, hell yeah, let's go. I want to see what this is like. And then they were like, no, you don't. And they killed me. And I was like, okay, well, I guess I'll just go around all of these. And fortunately, there's only like four in the level total or something. It's not that bad. So. But they do, they do teleport. Um, they do teleport. So that's fun. 
Um, but then you make it into the void proper and there's a big whale. So the first thing we need to talk about is that you get to the eye and you, Billy's like, oh, it's looking at me. And then it like changes your vision and you turn around and you see the void everywhere leaking into the world. Yeah. Um, And the monsters, the envisioned, you see them pass through walls and shit. Um, and it turns out that's because, like, it, when you can see into the void, you can find pathways that other people can't. Uh, so the, yeah. that me, what that actually means is they get to reload the level and change the paths. Yes, <laughs> and I'll add new things. Um, also, when you turn around, you find a body. Yeah, it's a it's a guy. It's it's a guy, uh, and he had been trying to figure out basically who the outsider was i think uh he was looking at the old alphabet to in the old language to try and find the the outsider's name right and somehow i do they explain how we got to the conclusion like if you tell this guy his name he'll live no i don't i mean that was i think it's just like the it's just that like they say multiple times in the game, like, oh, my name was torn away from me when the blade touched my throat. Uh, and then you think it's just poetic, and then at the end it's like, actually, like, his name was stolen. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know that the... I don't remember whether the character says saying his name would change the outsider, or if Billy deduces that. Um, I think it has to be at least a mixture of both. But I think but it is mostly is, the guy who made his journal. The problem is you can't read it because only the dead can read it. And yeah. also his name is the mark. The outsider's mark is his name. Yeah, that is the the symbol is three. It's I think it's three letters or something. It's three numbers because like yeah. it's, you use it to get that code. You use it to get the code. That was a fun little puzzle. I won't lie. Yeah. Um. So, you go into the void. Yeah. There's a big block. It looks like the end of Rise of Skywalker. Sure. With the big Sith temple. I. You think I've seen Rise of Skywalker? You will. <laughs> you go up and you find a bunch of spirits. And they're all lurking about, uh, looking at the outsider and like yelling at him. Or laughing maniacally or pleading to statue, die. man. He's there. He's stuck to the wall. Dowd is there, just kind of sitting. And you have the option of, oh, I can just kill him now. Or I can ask Dowd to read his name and, like, change him. Yeah. Um, and if you try to get Dowd to do it, he's like, but I don't want to. He made me a killer. And it's like, no, dog, you you got his powers and then just murdered everyone for funsies. And he's like, and he's well... Like, he knew what would happen when he gave me that power. He knew what he was doing. I feel like this is a weird turn for Dowd. It is. It because really he is. was mostly just sad that he was this person, and now he's just decided he's blaming it all on the outsider, not his fault. Couldn't be me. But at the beginning, he's like, we're gonna kill the guy who's responsible for all of the magic and all of the cults. And, like, all this chaos in the world. And, like, if you think about it, like, the um, 
power of the Abbey comes from the Outsider as well, as, like, this force that is trying to fight the Outsider or, like, keep him out of society. Um, And so, like, there's this huge, like, crushing structure of the Abbey of the Everyman that is also is the Outsider's fault because of the way he acts. They also... There's also a weird implication that the Abbey of the Everyman knows about all of this, like outsider shit like they know that all of this happened to this guy like billy says some stuff suggesting that they know that what their religion is is kind of like a reaction to this guy being murdered by a cult which is weird i don't know what that's about i don't know what it's about either and they don't go into it at all and there's nothing related to it in the game Except for she says some shit that's like, hmm, yeah, Abby knew about all this stuff. It's like, wait, hold on a minute. Explain yourself. So here's the weird thing. So the the argument here is that the outsider never had a choice. He was forced to become what he is. Um, he had to be Loki. Somebody has well, to be Loki. Well, he was he was put in this position and he's suffering and he never like chose to do this and so we should revert him back to normal so that he can choose a life he can have a normal life uh and also like when you make make that option when you choose that option billy says i won't let the world turn on someone's suffering couple of problems with that first of all being that they didn't know they were going to write this game when they created the outsider (laughs) yeah this is a different character, like Shrieking Shack voice. This is a different character. Dishonored One um, Outsider is just kind of a tricksty, a trickster fucker. He's just, he's just goofing. Like, and then yes. in Dishonored Two, they were like, "What if he's a sad twink now?" The, it's true that the Outsider never chose to become the Outsider. However, he did become the Outsider. His actions after that. It were all his choices. Yes. He had all the choices in the world. He was a god. He could do anything. And so he's the one who, like, decided to be a freaky little weirdo and whisper to people and, like, make this reputation of him being spooky, right? Because, yeah. like, Billy calls him out on, like, why don't you ever talk to the desperate people in the streets who would call out for you for help? Yeah. Why don't you help people? In He's Dishonored the one, one who decided to have a relationship with Granny Rags. In Dishonored One, we know that like the outsider only talks to or appears to people he's interested in, who who he thinks are going to be fun little toys to watch. Yeah. Like his behavior is entirely his own decision. And unless you want to argue that being touched by the void changed the type of person he was. And I don't think that's like the argument being made. Mm-hmm. Like it says, Oh, I didn't have a choice, but he had plenty of choices. I thought that the thing here would be that Billy would take his place and become like a better. Oh, outsider. there must always the, be an outsider. I see. It, well, in the same way of like, Emily is going to take Delilah's place and be a good queen. Right? Like, Dishonored has always been about, there's a bad person in power, we're going to put a good person in power. The structure can be good if the person in charge of it is good. I guess so. I think that is not necessarily what Dishonored 1 is about. 
uh, like or the framing that they put that game in, but it is what it ends up being. But like, I thought that they were going to like wrap that up in the like, and now Billy is becoming the new outsider. She's going to become some kind of like patron of the people in the streets because that's where she came from. She has all this, all these character notes of like stopping to help that lady in the conservatory level like all uh, the stuff with deirdre her like dead ex her fridge wife her fridge wife who lets her talk to rats she literally talks to rats the lowest animal and she hears their she gets like hints from them and they love her because she's one she's like friends with them like there's so much theming here of billy being this like person who is not above normal people and will interact with normal people and like help them and like fix, like solve problems for them. That's true. And that would have been interesting, but that's not what we're here to do today. (laughs) No, but also like the part where like every structure of society is against Billy Lurk. Like the cops are against Billy Lurk. The church is against Billy Lurk. Even though she's obstinately doing what the church would want to do. They don't care. No. She's doing it bad and wrong. Yeah. Like, the f- the fact that every part of society is against Billy Lurk, and she's like, hey, outsider guy, why aren't you helping people, or at least, like, comforting people who are suffering? You're God. You can talk to anyone. And, like, the fact that that doesn't end with Billy trying to do that and trying to put that, like, put that ideal into action and like try to make the world a better place is was really disappointing for me and i know that i got like played myself because like i brought too much marxism to the video game (laughs) (laughs) but i was like oh so we're just gonna we're gonna give him normal boy eyes uh, instead of the black eyes and then he's gonna walk into the sunset and be a be his own person and choose who he wants to be except that he's uh, he's just like a normal guy, and he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have possessions or a home or money. Yeah, now you and just you just made you just made an unhoused person. Yeah, and guess what? You can find a lot of scripture from the Abbey in the conservatory level, and many parts of their like scriptures warn against helping homeless people. And, like, poor people. And, like, the people who are poor materially are also, like, poor spiritually. And you should avoid the beggar's hand or whatever the fuck they want to call it. It's a very, it's a very strange conclusion for Billy to come to. It's just that, like, you're just sending the outsider out into this world where, like, people who don't have anything are not just, like, discriminated against by the structures of capitalism right having not having money means you can't have food you can't have shelter you can't live but also like ideologically the church that controls everything is like preaching this idea that you shouldn't help people in need and you shouldn't like be charitable to people who have less than you like it's just what it, the outsider's not going to have a choice still because he doesn't have any money. <laughs> like I he think, doesn't own things. He's not going to be part of society. 
Uh, yeah, I think the more interesting... I know I'm doing cinema sins here, but like, <laughs> what is his plan? What is anyone's plan? Is he going to show up to Dunwall Tower? Like, hey, it's me. I don't have powers anymore, and I can't give you powers. Can I sleep on your couch? If he went to Corvo and asked to sleep on his couch, that would be very funny, though. I think they or should do that. Or in his bed. Yeah, or either or, whatever. Um, uh, we, I d- we didn't talk about the slash fic. I didn't find the slash fic. I looked for it. I missed it. It was in the vault. It's in the bank vault. Oh, okay. Yeah, I I didn't read it. Oopsie. There's like a play between Corvid and the Stranger, and it's like in universe slash fic of Corvo and the. the I would it's, I would leave that in funny. the bank vault too. I would. <laughs> that's where I would put it. Um. Yeah. So the I think the most interesting thing they could have done, and obviously they're not doing this, is like, okay, so you don't like helping the poor, huh? Enjoy. Like, here's here's what that's like, and then that's like, I, I mean, like at the at the end of the day, if you like free the outsider, like that's cool, I guess. But like, what did you actually do? I think you did nothing. Uh, but like, if you are doing it as an act of revenge, if you are Billy Lurk and you're like, I had to be poor my whole life. How about you try it, jerk? Like, that's interesting i guess i that's guess still like that's not an option that's like not the character beat um yeah but that's what i'm saying like that's a more interesting character beat at least it is, it is more more interesting it's also like i don't think it like necessarily flows from from the story because like the writers don't know about materialism yeah <laughs> um but if you kill the outsider <laughs> Um. Now it's all about like Billy's guilt over being a killer. Um, the kill the outsider ending is way shorter than the not kill the outsider ending, and she just yeah. kills him. And then Down's like, "Now finally, the world can change." And Billy's like, "But we won't. Killers never change." And then lo- literally looks at her hand with blood on it. Yeah. And then she goes, finally, the world can change in the fucking post scene. Right, because the both endings end with the same two cards. Yes, like, I checked. Yeah, I, I just played through. I had a save and I just did both. I did. I did the same thing. Um, Basically, <laughs> the really funny thing is like the whole the thing I've been saying about this game is like, oh, I don't even know how to conjecture a Dishonored 3 because I don't know the state of the world after the death of the outsider because it seems like you could change the setting pretty drastically. <laughs> the 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 conclusion that they come to with regards to the setting is um now there's nobody who can control who gets magic and who doesn't. The void will still touch people, but there's no one who has a say over who is and isn't like touched by it and it's like oh so you just ended this with anything could happen now (laughs) we can write anything yeah that's um (laughs) that's cool but also that's like is this better like is that is that what you want to happen shrug we don't have to worry about it because they're not gonna follow that up that's not that's not the type of ending that gets a sequel i guess so when you open something like that up and you like, oh, now anybody can have superpowers. That's where the story usually ends because nobody wants to deal with like writing the aftermath of that and how society grapples with that. Man, but I want to see it. Yeah. 
I want to see what Corvo's sister is up to. <laughs> Let's go. She's like a cool mercenary lady. Fucking um, pirate. But yeah, like I weird, felt a little weird changes for Dowd, weird changes for the outsider. Yeah, it felt incongruous and like Dowd was Dowd has a lot of like angst in the first game about like who he was. Um but he ended I felt in a place of like yeah, I did I've done a lot of bad things, but I did this one good thing. Nobody will ever know about it, but I'll know about it. And I guess yeah, that's kind that of... Yeah, that felt like a good ending for him. Yeah, and it's like, that's important still, that I did this. Yeah. Um, Nobody's gonna know or care that I did it, or maybe even believe it. Uh, so it's like, I literally cannot profit off of this, or gain anything from having done this. Um, But it was good, and I did it, and it's proof that I'm not, like, 100% just a killer and stuff. It's like, yeah, I, I have done good things and bad things. Um, and like, there was a little bit of like hope there of like, oh, maybe Dowd can like actually find some kind of peace or like reckon with the things that he's done. Yeah. Uh, internally. Alas. And instead, it seems like it just got worse. He just got guiltier. Yeah, he just got guiltier and then decided that it wasn't his fault now. Dowd uh, is like, what the- if Dalinar sucked? <laughs> <laughs> God, <laughs> I don't know if you can leave that in the podcast, but that's what uh, he is. Yeah, it's probably fine. It's probably fine. But what if yeah. you had a character who had a past of being like a gruff, like violent person, and instead of like coming to accept all parts of himself and growing? Uh, and like acknowledging the the things he's done, he was like, "No, God made me do it. <laughs> God made me do it, bro." Actually, um, it sucks because like at the very beginning, he's like, "Oh, the outsider caused all these other things. He brought all, all this magic into the world, and, and all these cults have sprung up." And like, yeah, there's a lot of shit that the outsider did that. It would be nice to have some kind of consequence for. Like, you know, it's the outsider's fault that Jasmine died. Yes, directly. It's the outsider's fault that everyone who Dowd or Corvo kills dies. Or Emily kills. Uh, like, plus, not to mention all the shit Granny Rags gets up to. It's like, everyone he gave power to, like, he's also responsible for that shit. And, like, he's been around for 4,000 years. He's been influencing, like, society. So all of the shit that he doesn't, like, it's his fault that the Abbey of the Everyman is this repressive force. He could he could simply stop them. He could have, he could have kept them from, from becoming that. Um, he could have, now he couldn't, probably couldn't have, like, directly controlled it, but, like, they sprung up as such a strong reaction to him specifically. Like, you can't blame everything on him, right? Yeah. Like, the whole point is, like, yeah, sometimes we don't have a choice, but then after that, we do have a choice. Sometimes um, you get the god powers, and then you do a bad thing, but then after that, you could do good things. 
Yeah. I don't know. Uh, it's a it's such a weird like well, God gave me the evil man power, so I guess I have to be the evil man now. It's like, well, no, you could have just you know, you could have just been nice. You didn't have to do that. It's like it's also like manipulative, right? Like the outsider gave Corvo powers when when yeah. right after he broke out of the prison when his like wife was not wife but like you know wife when died his wife it was dead his daughter is kidnapped yeah you give him superpowers in that moment you know what he's going to do yeah so i guess <laughs> like, in one sense doubt uh, doubt is right like the outsider yeah. shows up to these people when they're at their worst and is like hey do you want to continue being the worst and you're like fuck yeah i do uh, it doesn't mean I get to be like have a roof and some snacks. Yes, <laughs> I just, <laughs> like yeah. it. It's just it's so messy because this isn't the outsider from the first two games, and even like you could point to differences between Dishonor One and Dishonor Two of how the outsider acts, um, and those aren't as egregious as this. Like those are very easy to to wipe away. It's just like, I feel like the core identity of the outsider changed at some point. And he became tragic instead of elusive. Yeah. Well, they wanted him to be tragic. Again, they did Dishonored too. They're like, I think he should be a sad twink now instead. He should be more human. And less embodiment of the void. Yeah. Uh, which is a choice you can make. It's just not... The way they did it wasn't as interesting as it could have been. You can do both. Yeah. You could. But, um... Also, this is a very small game. It's a very small game. You'd think that would mean, oh, we can, like, pad it out with dialogue and, like, talking about no. things. <laughs> like, when, you, when you talk to Dowd, you have... This is the first time you hit multiple dialogue choices in a row. Yeah, that's true. Uh, which is interesting. And to bring up my point from earlier that I kind of left hanging for you of inevitabilities it would have been really interesting if you go through all this trouble and you're like oh i have the answer here's the non-lethal solution we do it we just have to get down to say the name and then you just you keep saying the thing to convince him and he just doesn't yeah do and he it. just says no like he's like no it you don't there like with all these these things where it feels like you can't change anything because literally like the levels don't change based on your actions the way they did in the other games. That's like one side of it. And also like just the, the feeling of like, you can't change anything. You can't prevent the Abbey of the Everyman. You can't prevent your own like injuries from coming back. Like your arm gets fucked up. Like there's so much you can't do it would be interesting if Dow just refused and you just like kept talking to him like five or six times. And then eventually it was like, no, I just won't do it. I just yeah. won't. There's no clean hands solution here. We're here to do something. There's no convenient way to get it a different way. Like the other, like in the other game, that would have been interesting. It would have been a really good, like, uh, like sort of last punch like no actually 
we're going to let you have the objective marker that has the blue sign and the red sign. And you like get all the, you got all the clues. You did it. You solved the problem and you showed up and like Dow just doesn't want to do it. I kind of like, that wish you convinced Dow to do it and then it makes everything worse. That's another option. I don't know if I'm into that. I think um, I like it better. I mean, like, if you're going to make a game called Death of the Outsider, he should probably just die. He should probably die, yeah. But whether or not that makes the world better or worse is, like... I wouldn't want it to end on too pessimistic of an ending. No, for sure. Yeah. I, yeah. But, like... But the problem is that all video games are obsessed with individual violence. Um, to the exclusion of all other forms of violence and all other forms of like individual trauma um especially like physical violence specifically truly um, what is the biggest revenge you know corvo's game is supposed to be a game about revenge but what is what isn't the biggest revenge uh if not the outsider controlling society for four thousand years and making it a living hell for all the poor people because he got and he, he got does stabbed this- once okay and he just, he's just a fucking little weirdo. Like, he's just a little pervert. And, I don't know. It's just, it is interesting to see so clearly and so bluntly the same beat as, like, Last of Us. You know? Yeah. Like, the part where Billy Lurk looks down at her hand and there's blood there and she's it's like, so killers never change. Stupid. If you take that and you draw that out for like four hours, you get the ending of Last of Us 2. And she like, can't play the guitar anymore. always like this. She can't play the guitar anymore. It's, it's so up. sad. <laughs> like that's what games are that's what video games are <laughs> it's about what if you had a really good reason to take revenge but also what if it didn't fulfill you damn I've never heard this story before <laughs> I guess so, that's like a big like consequence of most games being framed around like most mo- a lot of gameplay is just based around violence so I guess that's yeah, kind of the story you make every time because that's what your game mechanics are yeah and, and there's that and there's also like there has always been an accompanying narrative to video games as like this thing that is violent and can make people playing it violent, yeah. right? And it's easy to see how that also is informing how widespread this particular narrative beat is. Yes. What if um, you did violence and it was bad? Oh, wow. Fuck. But like, it's... We're just going to see a lot of this. <laughs> like, any game that has a lethal, non-lethal dichotomy to it is going to have exactly this, like, thing. And I know that this has been in every other Dishonored. Yeah. It's just very blatant here. Here's the thing, right? It's like, we we hand wave that away in the first two games because we just like, oh, it's just the outsider's perspective. He's the one judging your chaos meter, right? Right. He's not in this one. This is just the game. This is just the narrative voice in this one. Uh, in like, um, unobscurably so. Like, you can't just dis- say that it's like, uh, diegetic this time. Yeah. 
And maybe that's the real reason that it's it's hitting so hard this time and why we're talking about it for like 20 minutes. Yeah. It's just like, oh, no, actually, the writers are just saying this this time. And it, I can't like pretend it's just the outsider having weird politics. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <sighs> this game is really good, though. <laughs> it's a pretty good game. I know we've been like complaining a lot, um, but I had a blast playing this game. This go figure. The last Dishonored game they made, the DLC to a Dishonored game they made, was fucking good. <laughs> Weird. Weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I also the, I never felt like I had to buy upgrades. I felt like the minute I got the powers in this, I was like, oh, I'm set. Like I'm good oh, now. Yeah. I don't yeah, have to yeah. purchase. Like, oh, the gold didn't matter to me. I really like the way they changed side quests in this one. The other thing is that there were two upgrades you you should you should get, and those are just to hold more bone charms. Because bone charms in this game are totally different from in the other games. Because in the other games, they're like oh, little bonuses here and there. They might there might be a really neat one, um, but here they just replace upgrading your powers. Yeah, so there like, are a fuck ton of the big ones in this. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of black bone charms. And that, like, here's four of them that change how semblance works. Yeah. Or here's four of them that change how your your blink works. Right. And this one makes your a, blink like a direct blink rather than like a delayed blink or whatever. But you can still do the delayed version if you want. Yeah. Um. But it's like it's a huge change, and it was really fun because it's it's basically like having all of the runes and having all the upgrades, but you can like slot them in and out. Um. Yeah, There's and it's one basically that, like, free. Yeah. Uh, did you play it around with any of the post game at all? What post game? Oh, the the original game plus or whatever. No. Yeah. So it, original game plus is unlocked after you beat the game, and you basically you play through the game again, and you have three powers from Dishonored Two, which are the blink, uh, and it is the time stop blink. It does come with that upgrade. Um, where as long as you aren't moving, time is stopped. As long as you're pointing the cursor, you get Domino from Emily's game, and then you get just standard Dark Vision. Still That's not cool. as good as Dark Vision from Dishonored One. Yeah, <laughs> that one was fucking broken. Yeah, that one but, was busted. Um, it's really cool. You can play around with those. It's fun. Um, and if you made a Bethesda Net account, Ooh, I get crazy. I did. You unlock two other game modes. One of them I didn't try out, which is black and white mode. And they added they added this stuff into both Dishonored 2 and this game. Uh, I think at the same time. Uh, it's black and white. Everything's black and white except blood is still red. Because of course it is. Um, yeah. It seems neat. I don't know that this is the kind of game I would pick that for. Um, but... The other thing is... Mission Plus. And Mission Plus also gives you powers from Dishonored 2. It gives you the same three. Um, it also gives you a mission select and uh, just starts you off with every upgrade already purchased, one of every bone charm, and uh, you have all the items. You have all the different tools, like the, the different mines and the different grenades. You just have everything in the game yeah. all at once. Uh, and also, you don't have to play the intro mission. <laughs> yes, always good. So, um, that's really fun. It's really cool. Um, 
this game is just so fucking fun to play. Yeah, the game, the game's good. Yeah, just don't like listen to any of the text in it. Like, just ignore the voice acting part. That part's less I mean, good. I, it's less good, but it's still. I you know I I nod on that bone for twenty minutes on this podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Billy's cool. Billy's cool. I like Billy. Uh, do we want to do some questions and make this a proper short podcast? I guess we can stop talking about the video game. I just don't have anything else to say. I feel like I've forgotten some point I wanted to make. Um, we got a couple emails. Let's do emails. Um... Oh, sorry, that's a Mass Effect email. <laughs> nope. Yeah, don't read the Mass Effect emails. We're done with that shit. Oh, uh, well. Until next one. Shut up. All right. Uh, do you have the emails up? I do have the emails up. All right. Do you want me to read the first one? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you're leaving it open for me here. Um, I wasn't. I I didn't know if I wanted to just take the long ones and le- let you take M's or. Yeah, um, I'll take the I'll take the first one. So, um, okay. Uh, the writing of this game, or Alex writes and thanks Alex. Uh, the writing of this game saying that it is uneven. Um, Billy ship breaking down mere months after Disarm Two's assembly. Never like sent her a check in the mail. Um, the cultists all being rich. Uh, for fun and profit. It's a really shame that this game being a marked departure from Emily's viewpoint. The previous game doesn't actually have a different perspective on morality. The game may not judge you much in the narrative if you get knife happy. It still does have judgy in the results screen and the you join you enjoy all the killing versus but what if we tried being nice endings? Um, yeah, that's that's even more stuff of like um, Billy being surrounded by the violence of society as like you find notes in the bank of like oh we're gonna we're just gonna take everything from these people and they sent us a letter saying but we paid our our like whatever our bill or whatever like well we're just gonna take all their stuff anyway yeah there's uh, also then, there also is like a drafts of a letter from billy to emily saying like please don't give me money i don't want your weird fucking blood money <laughs> yeah <laughs> there that is uh, in the game <laughs> it is and also, we didn't mention it, but like the dreadful will uh, is turns into a funeral pyre for Dowd, and that's Billy. Why'd you, know, you burn your boat? You got stuff to do after this whole thing. It was nice to be on the boat again from Dishonored Two. Yeah, even though you couldn't like go into all of it, um, I just it's it was nice. It was a nice send off. Yeah, I um I was like, you know, you're still going to be alive after this, right? I mean, I guess I should have assumed that she would die, given that she was giving up all her worldly possessions, but she didn't. So I don't know what she's doing after this. We she's all have chilling a in the void. No, she she leaves and like that ending screen shows her going through a portal. Shrug. Yeah, I don't know. Um questions which entry method to do the bank heist did you take the roof um i did the gas on the roof and then i was like well what are the other objectives and then i went down and i unlocked the um the garbage thing and i tried to go on that way but it just didn't it simply did not work uh, yeah, so I don't then know i went what into the was. sewers 
I tried the dumpster and like nothing happened, so I left. Yeah. Um, if you get that wrench, you can go back to the street. Um, there's earlier like a in the door, level, right? Yeah, there's a door that leads to the black market. Oh shit! I should have gone over there because I th- I had that and I saw it and I was like, I want to go in there and I just never went back. All right, well, good to know I solved that one. Um, and the other question is, did the envisioned the rock people at the end bug out for you and just end up walking to a wall all the time? I wish. No, I wish they did. They, that would have been more fun. They, f- they fucking flattened me. Yeah, they killed my ass. <laughs> Um, P.S. I always had the impression once I knew the outsider was just a guy that he had been created by the Abbey, and that was why they were adamant no one ever talked to him. Maybe. I don't, they, maybe that's what Billy meant when she was talking all that shit. I don't know. They, they do not explicitly say it. It could be that that is an offshoot cult, like the Abbey is just an offshoot of it, and they're like, oh, we fucked up. Hey, never add him. <laughs> do not add him. Do not interact. Do not follow. Do back. not interact. Do not follow. Block on site. <laughs> Um, that would be interesting, but that would be a little, that would have too many moving parts narratively for Dishonored, unfortunately. Um, like. Or I mean, maybe that is the case and they just never say it. Maybe, maybe that is the case and they did a bad job of conveying that to us. Yes. (laughs) Um, lots of of interesting choices you could make with Dishonored's story that I don't think they're interested in doing. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have an email from M. Uh, they warn, this is for you because you hadn't played the game yet when this email came in. about. Oh, I uh, simply this- don't look at the emails until we do the the podcast. <laughs> they warned you about spoilers in this email. Thanks, M. But M says, hey, how about that Corvo Outsider fanfic you find in the bank vault? What a much better world that comes from. I don't have any questions, really. Just curious what you think a new Microsoft-led Dishonored will be. Not that they'll make one. Just assume they do and tell me what you'll think it'll be. Anyway, thanks for making me play this one. If you're listening to this and haven't already, and I don't know who that would be, you should go watch M's Let's Play of Death of the Outsider that they did this month. It's me. I haven't done it yet because I just finished the game yesterday. Wow. I just wow. finished. I wanted wow. to go wow. play Genshin. <laughs> Leave me alone. Um, I had a, I had an idea. <laughs> as soon as I read this, I knew what my answer to this would be. What, what's your answer? Um, a new reboot Dishonored would be like Dishonored, but open world. Yeah, I I was going to say Dishonored, but open world. It would be like a whole city and maybe some outside parts, but mostly like a whole city and you would be constantly doing stealth shit. Um, they would make it Assassin's Creed in first person, basically. And they would try to like build out the... Um, I guess I hate calling it an immersive sim because that's a garbage phrase that means nothing. I don't but know you what, know that what means. I mean. The clockwork element of the level design, they would want to build that out into concrete sections of the city and like yeah. try to make an open, open world thing. And they would try to pitch it on being this huge, sprawling, interconnected like machine. Uh, thanks to the power of the cell and the PS5. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's it would only it would be an Xbox only it would be an exclusive obviously. Man, I hate that. Like I have to buy an Xbox at some point. You don't have to. <laughs> I feel like I have to if I'm going to keep playing video games. I don't know. Maybe they'll just release everything on PC for Game Pass, and I won't have to do anything. 
I mean, there are also other consoles that exist. I guess. Also, you don't have to play... Listen, the PlayStation 2 has a huge library of fantastic video games. Right, yeah, I know. Um, I Listen, I know this is kind of a minority opinion in our like circles, but I do like playing new games. No, me too. Like, I've... I bought my PS4 at launch because I have, was working at Toys R Us. Sure. Um, I think I got a discount. I think I got a little bit of a discount on it. Um, and I, you know, it's been sitting here. I've had it since then. It has never given me any trouble. It's just been a nice little box of plays of video games. Yeah, I've had mine for about that long. I don't feel confident in buying a new console this time. <laughs> I don't think I do either. <laughs> Uh, but also, I don't live with family members, um, so I don't have, like, uh, I don't have to pay rent. <laughs> I was going to say I pay around. rent now, but no, my parents also made me pay rent, so I don't know. But yeah, I mean, I will I will probably move to the new one eventually, but eh, I'm not, yeah. like, pressed on it just because, like, Nobody's making the games I want anymore. Right. Once they announce something that's like really interesting to me, maybe I'll think about it then. But right now, I don't think I need to buy it. But eventually. His- historically, I have bought consoles for Castlevania. Oh, well, I guess you're never <laughs> buying another console. <laughs> Rip. Like, I got a PSP so I could play Dracula X Chronicles. Um, I got a Vita. So, that- Well, I got a Vita because I... I just wanted to play Persona for that one, but that's fair. Uh, you're valid. Eh. <laughs> no, you're valid. Okay. Um, PS3 I bought for Lords of Shadow. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. That's not on the. That's not a. Th- that's not on my quest log right now. <laughs> but sure. It's, like Final Fantasy isn't going to be the one, you know. <laughs> No. Um I'm sure there will be something though. It'll be something really like insignificant that no one but me will care about. Sure. Um they'll like make N plus 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 or something. No, they'll make um they'll make um what's the vampire Dark Souls one? Code Vein 2. They'll make Code Vein 2 and you'll be like Code Fuck, Artery. Shit. Uh, um, you should play Code Vein. I know I do want to. I think Pris has it. I just haven't I just haven't done it yet. It's. I have a list. I'm gonna play Doom. I'm gonna try to oh, play Doom yeah. this month. Remember, so. you were gonna play Doom. Yeah, I think I need to get paid again first before I buy anything else. But we'll see. Let me tell you, the great thing about Doom is that you don't have to pay for it. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> I still have my laptop in the closet with DOSBox on it, so I can fucking just boot up Doom whenever the fuck I want. Ah, uh, yeah. Um. Let's see what we have in terms of questions. We, I thank you to uh, Tron for writing in. Um, Who's your favorite character? I guess Billy by default. There's not very many characters <laughs> in this game. Not really. Um, I mean, I guess my, my favorite Dishonored character is Dishonored One Dowd. Mm, mm-hmm. I just, I just think he's neat. Yeah, that's probably that's all. That's all there is to that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, there are targets in this game. They don't get as much, like, 
introduction or weight as the targets in the other games but like you know their their face flashes in the corner when you kill them <laughs> yeah um i was just confused because at one point i accidentally aggroed the um the guy we talked about who ends up murder or ends up killing himself i accidentally aggroed him at one point and was fighting him and then he died and i got the little pop-up and i was like who the fuck was that who what the <laughs> yeah um did you what was the cleverest use of powers that you pulled off what's oh, oh, it's like the coolest trick you did um i did like put a hook mine on somebody's back and then teleport away uh and that was pretty fun just because i had a a thing set up already but i feel like the power set in this game is not as clever as like mm. there's mm-hmm. not a lot to goof around with in this one That's as true. much as there is just like a concrete set of shit you can do that is all useful i yeah, don't think you can get like, too cute not really um there's no like there's no achievement there's... for possessing a rat than a fish than a dog than a human than etc like there is in dishonor <laughs> 2 yeah um it's just like the powers that you get are really good at killing people and also really good at sneaking. Yep. Um, and it's just like, have fun. Here's your toys. It's like, okay, thank you. Uh, every time I accidentally teleported into somebody and killed them by exploding them, that's that's a pretty cool trick. What? Yeah. I never did that. If somebody's standing on your marker when you teleport, you teleport into them, they explode... Uh, you get staggered to the ground and take a pretty good chunk of damage. That's wild. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you That's get an achievement funny. for doing it. <laughs> Damn. There's a there's a bone charm that makes you take less damage from it. <laughs> there's also there's also one that's like it's like a broken or a cursed bone charm that's like your blink takes way less mana or maybe is free. If you do it right next to somebody, but anytime you teleport into somebody, you automatically die. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Tron asks, what are our thoughts on the ending of this game? I think that's uh, most I of think the we pretty much did that, yeah. I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we covered a lot of this stuff. Uh, but I think thank you, I might have talked, talked about that quite a bit. Um, maybe too much. But... Uh, thanks for the emails, everybody. Uh, we are at the end of our discussion here. We've we've come to the end of the Dishonored uh, series. I want to know our ranking for the different Dishonored games. And what I mean by that is Dishonored, Knife of Dunwall, Brigmore Witches, Dishonored 2, and Death of the Outsider. Um... I think Dishonored 2 is still my favorite. And then okay. and then probably under that would be uh Death of the Outsider. I think this is just some good fucking Dishonored. Mhm. Mm-hmm. Um and then I don't know. I was I think I like the um first game's DLC less than everybody else. I ran into some bugs that did not make it oh. particularly fun, but yeah. Mhm. Um, but I did enjoy, 
uh, them. So I guess I would put like Brigmore Witches, then Knife of Dunwall, then Dishonored 1. The games, like, I know that is almost chronological order for release, but they <laughs> did improve every time. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, one of the coolest parts of playing those Dowd missions is like seeing them, like, seeing the team, I hope is the same team. You know how game companies operate, who knows? Like, yeah. I, I hope that those people had stable enough employment that this is actually the case, but it sure felt like um, watching a team develop a fluency with their own toys they they had made. Yeah. Um, and like really refining what that game could be. Uh, and I think some of that came through in Dishonored 2 as well. Yeah. Uh... I think I think Brigmore Witches is actually my least favorite. Um, I just have a really strong fondness for Knife of Dunwall. Um, the the Wailing House mission and then the Noble mission and the uh, mission where you like take back your home base from the Abbey yeah. is all really fucking good. Yeah. Um, so I think. Knife of Dunwall maybe might might be my favorite. Um, Death of the Outsider and Dishonored One are kind of duking it out for second place right now, honestly. Yeah. Okay. I think Death of the Outsider is shorter, so it is. I'm gonna give that the edge. Sure. And then Dishonored One, and then uh, Breakmore Witches. Yeah, I think that's fair. Wait. Uh, Dishonored 2 is in here somewhere. I thought you said Dishonored 2. No, Dishonored 2 is... My list is Knife of Dunwall, Death of the Outsider, Dishonored, Dishonored 2, uh, Brigmore Witches. Gotcha. Okay, yeah. I don't think there's a wrong answer here. I just wanted to, like, get it because, like, I don't know how often we're gonna, like, do a whole franchise on this podcast and I just wanted to, like, put a list out. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's good. I think we did a good thing. Well, that that was the pod. That's the pod. Um, next month, we'll be back with Mass Effect Andromeda. And the month after that, we'll be playing Pyre. Yeah. And that's I think we have we'll guests be... for both of those. Oh, do we? I have forgotten. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't remember us having a guest for Pyre, but yeah, yeah. Um, we will be bringing in the new year with Pyre, January first. Yes. It'll be a new paradigm for the podcast. No more of these triple A like third person shooters. And fuck that. <laughs> fuck that. We're playing Pyre. We're having a good time. It'll be nice and cold because it'll be winter. Um. Let's check out Andromeda, see what that's about. Yeah. Like it can't be it can't be as bad as Mass Effect 2 and 3. Yes it can. Yes it can. What are you talking no, about? No it can't. No it can't. Okay. <laughs> part of the part of the thing there is that like it was a culmination of like a huge thing. I Andromeda is like a side mish. Mass Effect 2 is not like the culmination of a huge thing it just but it is the build-up to the culmination it is but i mean i guess i think andromeda could be just as bad as those i'm sorry 
I don't believe. I just don't think it has as much space to play in. Haha, <laughs> space. Space. Uh, yeah. Uh, until then, um, oh god, we have a sign off, right? We say something? I, oh, right. We updated our journal. <laughs> Alright, uh, do we want to do plugs first? I've completely, completely gone off the rails. Oh, uh... Where can people find you online? On uh, Twitter at your friend with Y-E-R, uh, at com and I need com. You can find me on Twitter at neither Nora, fun stuff I do at norablake.online. This show is on the Abnormal Mapping Podcast Network, which you can support at patreon.com slash abnormal mapping. You can find us online at the secondbestgame.club. The secondbestgame.club. Thank you, M. And uh, I also do stuff on the Export Audio Podcast Network, which I run with Autumn, my wife. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find that at exportaud.io or patreon.com slash exportaudio. Oh, I'm getting a we phone do call. Hang on. A lot of podcasts. You can finish this up. I got to go do this. <laughs> okay. Uh, consider this journal updated. Updated my journal.